Section 24 of Atlantic Narratives Modern Short Stories, Second Series, published 1918 by the Atlantic Monthly Press. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Gregory and the Scuttle by Charles Haskins Townsend this is a tale of the warm sea tides that daily and nightly flood the channels among the bermuda islands i had almost written it the scuttle and gregory but it was gregory who carried on the campaign aggressively and finally triumphed with the trap net so that the sea monster was dragged away into captivity at our first meeting when i described the creature whose subjection i wished to accomplish gregory said that's the scuttle I suggested the word cuttle as perhaps more appropriate, but it was not appreciated The scuttle by any other name could never be satisfactory to him Quibbling over a mere title seemed unnecessary So I made an effort to get down to essentials and adopted Gregory's word as a result of our conference Gregory took certain implements of capture and sailed out of the bay only to return after a considerable absence with an empty boat he had however matured certain plans which it seemed reasonable to follow out it appeared that a combination of forces was desirable so i contracted for the services of both gregory and his boat and we set about the circumvention of the scuttle by fair measure or foul as we sailed away in the light morning breeze gregory expatiated upon the subtlety of the scuttle and the labors of the black toilers of the sea who had sought to capture him how big is he I inquired not too big sir said Gregory holding up a short oar by way of suggesting dimensions I was interested for I had read in a book by one Hugo how a man had once entered a sea cave and had had a fearful struggle with the creature Respecting the truth of this however there is reasonable doubt although I know of the capture of an octopus of the seas about Vancouver Island which actually measured several oars lengths across its outspread arms But all this is not telling the story of Gregory's search The scuttle eluded us for many days artfully removing choice foods from the snares we set for him But we sometimes caught faint glimpses of him down under the overhanging borders of coral reefs where he sat in shadowy caverns thrusting forth his horrifying arms to seize the unwary sea people while gregory with great caution moved the boat close by the rocks i peered constantly through the water glass into the grayish depths where the fierce jord moray has his hunting grounds and where the sharp stinging medusa drifts along moving out of the way of no creature whatsoever it was an enchanted world that lay beneath us and i saw many strange things which cannot be described here but I must explain about the water glass an article with which all fishermen of the Bermudas are familiar Like many another indispensable thing it is of simple construction being nothing more than a wooden bucket with a bottom of glass By placing it on the surface of the water and inserting one's face in the open top It is possible to see distinctly whatever may be beneath we worked our way at times into small bays where green sea lettuce lay in the shallow water in masses and these we overturned with our oar and boat hook 
hoping to come upon the wily object of our pursuit the lair of the scuttle according to gregory may be discovered by certain unmistakable signs it is the accustomed way of the creature to drag his prey to his hiding place and there to devour it at leisure crafty in the capture of his victims and wily in the concealment of himself from observation he makes no attempt to hide the debris of his feasts he thrusts his garbage forth from his stronghold unconcerned as to where it fall provided the entrance be clear for his own movements if he has feasted high on lobster or oyster crab or clam a mountain of shells proclaims his lair the heap may grow until it would fill a basket as large as a man could lift knowing his weakness for these dainties gregory gathered a supply hoping to lure the scuttle into his power he did in fact nearly succeed on one occasion by lowering a tempting morsel near where the creature lay concealed a long arm snatched and held the bait until the sharp hidden hook tore loose and gregory almost fell over as he jerked the stout line well, this method might have succeeded if i had not been anxious to take my departure from the islands and so urged haste whereupon gregory who was big and powerful and did not fear a personal encounter with a scuttle became more aggressive on the following day when the tide was motionless and the water glassy he saw the scuttle disappear under a narrow ledge a couple of fathoms down in the clear greenish channel he was overboard in an instant and with a few quick strokes reached the bottom looking down through the water glass i could see the whitish soles of his bare feet as he made tremendous upward thrusts with his legs the scuttle was disturbed by the suddenness of the attack and as he had not selected a favorable place for concealment decided to make off and lost no time in doing so he may have caught sight of the whites of gregory's determined eyes he was barely quicker however than the quick arm of the man and might have been seized had he not played a scurvy trick the water suddenly turned black black as gregory's own face it appears that the creature always bears a sack of inky fluid ready in an instant to darken the water all about him and can dart away under an impenetrable cloud of his own conjuring this characteristic which i had hitherto read of i now saw verified by magic the scuttle had disappeared and a moment later there was a porpoise-like snort as gregory's head popped above the surface later we also had proof of the scuttle's mysterious power of suddenly changing his color like the chameleon he may appear conspicuously dark at one moment and inconspicuously pale at another against the grayish ragged wall of the coral reef this i made sure of as our boat came close to another of his hiding places although he was in full sight it took me some minutes to realize that the ghostly outlines pointed out to me were not a part of the gray background of jagged rock he can moreover instantly turn brown or become spotted as i later saw with my own eyes after we had got him into our power well it was clear that there was nothing more to be done in that locality so gregory clambered aboard and we held counsel together as the boat drifted broadside up the channel with the tide and the earnestness of the black man made so profound an impression on me that when we parted in the evening i was not without hope that my mission would eventually be crowned with success but the next day we were again disappointed 
Gregory dived and had the scuttle in his arms almost before I could brush from my eyes the salt water his splash threw over me as he came up alongside however trouble began for the scuttle got a grip on the bottom of the boat with his many sucker covered arms and while Gregory was getting his breath his hold slipped and again the creature was off just how he managed to disappear so suddenly remains a mystery neither Gregory who went under again nor I who promptly reached for the water glass got the faintest glimpse of him doubtless he shot away body foremost after the manner of his kind every one of his eight arms contributing to the haste of his departure failing in all these maneuvers I began to scout among lonely pools under the cliffs where if cautious one may see strange sea folk when the tide is out Gregory left alone with his stratagems disappeared for a few days the last glimpse I had of him was of a very black man with a very earnest face loading a huge wicker contrivance into a boat I had considerable faith in his resourcefulness for he knew the reefs and caves as well as did the scuttle himself but my solitary patrol of the rocky shore proved fruitless and I was glad two days later to find Gregory sitting on a stone wall down by the little dock swinging his bare feet and enjoying the hot sunshine but not much inclined to talk he told me that he had gone to a distant island village in search of a large trap device used for catching fish this with the help of another fisherman he had lowered into a deep cleft among the reefs two or three miles to the westward i was to go with him the next day to see if by any possibility the scuttle had been deluded into entering it for it was baited with something which the always hungry monster was pretty sure to investigate we were off early in the morning but made slow progress as there was little wind it was fully three hours before we arrived at the sunken trap which gregory located by the bearings of certain distant cliffs for there were few portions of the reef showing at high tide the breeze being light the stone killick with line attached was thrown overboard without lowering the sail through the water glass we made out the framework of the big trap on the bottom i let out more anchor line the sloop drifting astern until we were nearly over the trap when gregory yelled that the scuttle was ours he let down a grapple and after some heaving and hauling we dragged the cumbersome contrivance on board the hatch over the water-filled well of the sloop was shoved back to make ready for the entrance of our captive I kept a firm grip on the trap while Gregory all the while shouting instructions to me and abuse at the scuttle undid the fastenings at one corner it took a good deal of punching with an oar to dislodge the creature whose eight arms were reaching in all directions when one of them thrust through an opening and took a turn around Gregory's bare arm the whites of the man's eyes were even more conspicuous than his white teeth there was a ripping sound as he tore the arm away from that sucker-covered arm of the scuttle but no harm was done to either combatant what with the lurching of the sloop the rocking of the big unsteady trap the resistance of our captive and gregory shouting there was considerable turmoil for so limited an area as that we occupied on our small craft the scuttle was gradually crowded down and was presently forced to take refuge in the well to escape the black man's oar in the bottom of the trap lay the empty shell of the great crayfish which had tempted the creature to his undoing 
with the hatchback in place and the trap lashed against the windward side of the mast our work was done after a pull on the sheet i took the tiller and my companion rested from his labors but his tongue was loosened and by the time we came to anchor in the twilight he had said more about the scuttle than i have been able to recall and a good deal that i am not hopeful of being able to verify nevertheless he had earned his reward and as the lights were beginning to glimmer around the harbor he went to his home with a comfortable jingle of coins in his pocket when the steamer sailed away to the north the scuttle was a captive on board staring with unwinking eyes at the passengers who came to gaze at him he escaped from confinement twice during that voyage and we had no small difficulty in getting him properly secured we learned that a large prisoner if he is persistent enough may take flight through a comparatively small hole and we were therefore unremitting in our watchfulness until the captive was landed securely within the walls of the ancient fortress at the battery and that is how the octopus came to the aquarium end of story biographical and interpretive notes by charles swain thomas gregory and the scuttle charles haskins townsend is an ichthyologist of international reputation and has been a member of many u s government commissions his present address is the aquarium new york gregory and the scuttle translated into the literal means how the octopus came to the aquarium in the literal version the account might have been buried easily and unregretfully in the dry-as-dust records of the american aquarium society or some such august receptacle of information as it is it becomes the easy chatty adventure of one who proves himself human as well as scientific moreover it behooves the practical investigator of the educative process to note that by this sugar-coated method various capsules of information slip down without violent contraction on the part of him who will be only entertained suggested points for study and comment one how is the title of the story indicative of its general tone two would gregory's vision of the adventure have been an interesting one what would it lack that the scientists has three when if ever does the scientist take the place of the storyteller four what is the chief charm of the account would a series of such adventures with all necessary variation be altogether as delightful end of gregory and the scuttle